Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up out of bed to pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 72 Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. May he live while the sun endures and as long as the moon. Throughout all generations, may he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May his foes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the isles render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him and all nations give him service. For he delivers the needy when they call, the poor and those who have no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life and precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually and blessings invoked for him all day long. May there be abundance of grain in the land. May it wave on the tops of the mountains. May its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. May all nations be blessed in him. May they pronounce him happy. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May his glory fill the whole earth. Amen and Amen. The prayers of David, son of Jesse, are ended. Daniel chapter 2, verses 1 through 19. In the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed such dreams that his spirit was troubled and his sleep left him. So the king commanded that the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans be summoned to tell the king his dreams. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had such a dream that my spirit is troubled by the desire to understand it. The Chaldeans said to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will reveal the interpretation. The king answered the Chaldeans, This is a public decree. If you do not tell me both the dream and its interpretation, you shall be torn limb from limb and your houses shall be laid in ruins. But if you do tell me the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered a second time, Let the king first tell his servants the dream, then we can give its interpretation. The king answered, I know with certainty that you are trying to gain time, because you see I have firmly decreed. If you do not tell me the dream, there is but one verdict for you. 
You have agreed to speak lying and misleading words to me until things take a turn. Therefore tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king, There is no one on earth who can reveal what the king demands. In fact, no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or, or Chaldean. The thing that the king is asking is too difficult, and no one can reveal it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with mortals. Because of this, the king flew into violent a violent rage and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. The decree was issued, and the wise men were about to be executed, and they looked for Daniel and his companions to execute him. Then Daniel responded with prudence and discretion to Arioch, the king's chief executioner, who had gone out to execute the wise men of Babylon. He asked Arioch, the royal official, Why is the decree of the king so urgent? Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. So Daniel went in and requested that the king give him time, and he would tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his home and informed his companions, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and told them to seek mercy from God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions with the rest of the wise men of Babylon might not perish. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night, and Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through chapter 5, verse 1. Now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance and hardness of heart. They have lost all sensitivity and have, and have abandoned themselves to licentiousness greedy to practice every kind of impurity. That is not the way you learned Christ, for surely you have heard about him and were taught in him as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourself with the new self, created according to the likeness of God and the true righteousness and holiness. So then, putting away falsehood, let us all speak the truth to our neighbors, where we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands, so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up, as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which we were, you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, together with, mal with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Here ends the reading. Epiphany of the Lord was celebrated yesterday, Sunday, uh, January 6th. It doesn't always fall on Sunday, um, but when it does, it's pretty baller. Um, it, the epiphany essentially just means the vision or the seeing, um, and it is the, the seeing, the witnessing of the Magoi, the astrologers and stargazers and wise people. Um, a tr uh, that come to visit the baby Jesus after he had been born. Um, 
and the readings for uh, for today, Monday, the first Monday after Epiphany, um, focuses on wise men. Nebuchadnezzar has this dream, and he needs help interpreting it because he's losing sleep. And uh, the Epiphany can sometimes be interpreted, or Epiphany as a word can sometimes imply a dream. I've had this vision. You know, it's not something that you actually saw as you're pat running, you know, driving down the road, but some vision as though it wasn't really something that you saw with your eyes, but you saw with your heart or with your mind. Um, that's certainly what I felt when I was getting ready to deploy to the National Training Center in California um, on what would have been my second deployment, and I saw myself clear as day, and it couldn't have been but a moment. I was listening to music on a, the back of a bluebird bus getting ready to go down to Hickam Airfield to fly to the to NTC, and clear as day I see myself in uniform in the Middle East without a weapon, and I knew at that moment what I, what I needed to do. I had been thinking for some time about how to be a Christian soldier, um, you know, as, especially as an artilleryman. And I took that as, as a prompting to go ahead and, and try to deploy. I was on orders, and um, I did not see it with my eyes. I know for a fact that my eyes were closed, and yet what I saw was so clear. Um, it was an epiphany. And the vision of the Lord that the wise men and women uh, saw, uh, the Greek uh, magoi is... Uh, is plural and it's gender neutral. Uh, magi is is one person. It's also gender neutral in Greek. Um, but the these the, and it's an undisclosed number. We use three, um, very likely because of nativity scenes. Um, nativity scenes were brought to us by Francis of Assisi, who was a prisoner of war, who was a, 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 a soldier and veteran, who had survived a very um, harsh battle against some neighbors in Assisi. And in Francis's time, if you wanted to see the Holy Land, you had to go there. And if you were going there, you were either a crusader or you were one of their little, you know, you're on in their entourage. And that's exactly what Francis wanted to do both before he really kind of committed to poverty and after. And I'm bringing this up in terms of epiphany because it's, epiphany is, we do often see with our eyes as well as with our hearts, and that's the point. And this is precisely what Francis wanted, to see the Holy Land in the, the 1200s when Francis was alive. Um, you had to pick up your sword and go with the blessing of the Pope or the Bishop and go and you're expected to kill Muslims or be prepared to kill Muslims. And Francis, rather than being kind of on his high horse, as a lot of pacifists are today, and saying, oh, you know, crusades are wrong, he did something about it. So what he did is he took um, scriptures, Matthew and Luke in particular, and he brought uh, the Holy Land to a place called Greccio in Italy. And it was on land that was donated to him by, uh, another, by a lord who had been in the military, and Bonaventure's biography records that this, this lord, John is his name, was also a vet, and he had given this land to Francis to use, he and his followers, many of whom were also veterans. And so he took what he could find. He got oxen, he got sheep, he got, um, you know, there was no baby, but he recreates this scene from the scriptures in a little cave in Greccio, Italy. 
This is the first nativity scene. And so you can go and have a vision of the Lord with your own eyes. And ideally, also, that would affect your internal disposition, your heart, right? So this vision of, uh, you could you could narrate and embody the story of a sage going up to this cave, kind of a, a lot on a cliffside in Italy, and behold the Lord, the the you know, the Christ child right there. It's this kind of interesting story in, in Bonaventure's biography of Francis. Um, but this also marks this first Monday after Epiphany, we've entered or re-entered a time called ordinary. And it's not ordinary necessarily because it's boring, even though it can be kind of mundane. It's ordinary because it's ordered. We'll go through several weeks before we hit um, um, Ash Wednesday and the Lenten season and then Easter, and then we go back to ordinary time. But right now we're in the season, follow, ordinary time following Epiphany, following this vision that we've been given. We've waited for Christ at the beginning of the year. Um, he was born on Christmas Day. We have 12 days celebrating Christ's presence and arrival and Advent here on earth. Um, and then on the 6th, we get to see him. And this is the birth of the nativity scenes that was created by a soldier, by a veteran who was strategically nonviolent and, and meticulously um, worked against the forces, the unseen forces of evil, which are hatred and bias and prejudice. He wanted war to end. All he knew for most of his life was crusades. And rather than rally against crusades, um, he did something that, that spoke to these humble, you know, nobodies in the middle of Italy and, and it spread, and so now we have nativity scenes everywhere, and it's this little thing um, that just some some schmuck in the middle of nowhere who got who acquired a following, and he did these weird things like nativity or the Stations of the Cross is another one. We'll maybe talk about that later. And so, what does it mean to have an epiphany in your own life? The readings were very long, and I'm sure this reflection is going on longer than I'd like. Um, but as we enter ordered time, ordinary time, what does it mean to keep our eyes focused backwards, back in time in the rearview mirror, and keep the vision of Christ here on earth um, in our minds as we go about our our daily, ordinary, mundane lives, um, where Christ is with us, and yet we sometimes struggle to remember that that he's right here, that he's here on earth, that his dwelling is among us. What, What will it take? to keep that in mind, to remember um, that what we see is not always with our eyes, but to be to see with our hearts and remember and be moved um, by this vision that we've been given. A prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment, and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us in all our doubts and uncertainties the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and in your straight path we may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's first formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.